Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, film guardians, crystal keepers, gym lovers, and rock Welcome to There's a Rock for That. Hello, everybody, and welcome to There's a Rock for That. This is the show where we talk all about crystals, gems, and rocks, the stone people, our stone friends, our rock hounds out there. (laughs) This show's for you, too. You know, it's like we talk about the metaphysical prop properties of the stones. Yes, we also I try to also mention the mineral content and also uh, historical details. You know, it's like, oh, what's older than crystals? I mean, <laughs> you look at how old these stones are. And, I mean, they go back to, you know, the whatever early history we have of ourselves, of humans. So this is something to think about. I know crystals often are considered new age, but they're they're kind of any age. (laughs) They're ageless. They're timeless. So, yes, this is the show for the month of February. This is a monthly show, in case any of you are wondering, if you're new here. Um, And actually, you know... (laughs) I used to do this on the first Saturday of the month, and then I had to push it to a different day. So here I am on Tuesdays, and feels like crickets. So guess what? Month of March, we're going to try the first Thursday, the first Thursday of the month in March, and I'm actually really quite excited about that show. I've got a wonderful interview with the author of a really, really great book, um, and that'll, I'll tell you more about that later, you know, I'll put that out on social media and stuff, but yes, his name is Donald Altman, and he wrote a fiction book, he usually is well known for non-fiction writing, and also writing uh, the mindfulness blog on Psychology Today's website, he wrote a fiction novel, right, called Travelers, and we talked about that and mindfulness and what it's like to be a practicing psychotherapist. Uh, So that will be coming up the first Thursday in March, so you want to make sure that you tune in to that. And, you know, we talked for quite a while, so that'll be like I did, like I've been doing lately with the show when I do interviews, you know, we do as much uh, excerpts of the full interview and then I put the full interview out and available later that same day on my YouTube channel, Tarodactyl Experience, uh, T-A-R-O-T, just like the cards, Dactyl, D-A-C-T-Y-L, Experience. You can find that on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe to it so you don't miss these, uh, the interviews I've been putting up, I've really, you know, been fortunate to talk to some really fabulous and fascinating people. 
Okay, so what are we doing this month, though, for February? You know, I didn't really designate a specific crystal guest, so to speak, um, because it's February. It's the month of love, and I can't say that there's one particular crystal that is associated with love for a lot of people. It's rose quartz, but really it can be any, and we'll get more into that. And if anybody has any questions about about stones, you know, connected to Valentine's Day, anything like that, or love stones, relationship crystals, how crystals can help us with our various relationships, friendships, et cetera, Give us a call here because we are a live call-in show, and the number to call is 714-816-46. Be sure to press the number one on your dial pad because that lets me know that you want to be on the air. I see people already on the switchboard. Hello, callers, and I see you, and I will be taking your calls very shortly. Um I also wanted to mention that if you're somebody who likes to put a live chat during a radio show online somewhere, you can actually chat with other listeners on the Tarot Guild website. We use the chat feature on the Tarot Guild site. It's thetarotguild.com forward slash chat. And you got to sign up for, I forget what it's called, the little the little thing, the little chat app. <laughs> I think it's an app. <laughs> I don't know. Our amazing Dax Carlisle, our amazing CEO, is the one that sets up all this stuff. He's our technical wizard, wizarding around the Tarot Guild and the Psychic Talk Radio Network. Okay. So I like to start off with pulling a card of the day. And I thought about this. Look, you know, Valentine's Day, you know, it kind of lands different, right? You know, it, it depends on where we're at, you know. Um, sometimes we're feeling very romantic and we want to celebrate it. And other times we're like, nah, what's, what's that use? It's just a Hallmark holiday, <laughs> right? Have you heard that one? And then also... And what I've noticed in the last few years, and I think it's a really, you know, I think it comes from a heart-centered place. But a lot of times what I see as we gear up towards Valentine's Day, I'll see a lot of people posting about, like, don't post about Valentine's Day because there's single people in the world. It's like, okay. (laughs) Uh, I think there's always single people in the world, you know. And I was single, you were single, we were all single, we come in and out of singleness, right? You know, it's like as much as, uh, you know, people in metaphysical cycles like to talk about how we're all connected and and there is no separation. It's like, let's face it, we come into the world alone and we're going to leave alone as well. We're going to have periods of time of being alone on the planet too. But that doesn't mean that we can't have love in our heart and especially love for oneself, right? Self-love. And so that sometimes that expression, self-love, is kind of hard to wrap our heads around. Like, what what does that mean? It's like, do I love myself? Oh, okay, sure. You know, do I like myself? Yeah, it's 
sometimes, right? <laughs> you know, it's it's hard to know. So what I did today that I drew a card from a really different kind of deck. It's not so much a divination deck, although, you know, you can draw cards randomly and, and just kind of go with what you get. But this is the card, the self, you know, card deck uh, called the self-compassion deck. And it's a, it's a deck of mindfulness-based practices. Um, this is from... PESI Publishing and Media. You can go to PESIPublishing.com to find it. You can also find it on Amazon. But I thought, you know, self-compassion is a really important aspect of self-love, right? Because when we look at it on its face, we can we, we can almost all say, yeah, I love myself or I think I do. I don't think I have a problem with it. Right. And I think most people do not have a problem with loving themselves. I think the problem, though, and this isn't just for people that are single, people that are in relationships, you know, it's, it's everybody. How much compassion do we have for ourselves? How much time do we spend sort of telling ourselves what we should have done better, what we could have done better? what we failed at, all of those things, you know? And I think, you know, compassion is the key, really, to having healthy relationships um, with ourselves and, and with others. And so the card that I drew today from the self-compassion deck is really interesting. The title is A Friend Indeed. And the practice here that I ask you to take a look at is ask yourself, what would you offer a friend at the end of a hard day that you can offer yourself right now? What would you, what would you do that? If you, if you saw a friend had a hard day or they went through a rough experience, you know, whatever kind, you know, maybe they lost their job. Maybe they're going through a divorce. Maybe they got injured. Maybe they're in litigation that seems unending. All, any of those things, all of those things and many other things. And they're your friend. And you know you can't do anything to, to change the situation that they're in or to change what already happened. But you want to make them feel better. You want to make sure they know you care. So think about that. Take some time today, whenever. Think about that. And then imagine offering that to yourself, saying those words to yourself, uh, buying yourself a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> treating yourself to a spa day. Okay. So that is the card of the day. And the practice of the day, I guess, really, if you think about it, and since this is a monthly show, this is really good for all month long <laughs> or really any time that you want to uh, examine that and think, what, what, what would I do for me? What would I do when I'm having a hard time or I fail at something or I'm falling apart, right? What do I wish a friend would do? What would I do for a friend? 
and it's time to, to give yourself that same compassionate treatment. All right. We're going to talk about love stones in a little bit, but let's go ahead and take our first call. They've been waiting on the line uh, since before the show started, so I'd like to know who it is and what do they want to talk about today. And we're going to area code 415. Caller, are you there? Uh, hi, yes, this is Anne. Hi, Anne. Where are you calling from? Um, right now I'm in Arizona, which is not bad, 70 degrees all week. Ah, sweet. <laughs> that yeah. sounds so great. <laughs> yeah. What did you want to talk about today? Um, I would like a, a reading about, I guess, just kind of what's coming up in the next couple months. I have been enjoying, I've been moving around house sitting <clears throat> and... I think I'm just about ready to, on the end of that phase, maybe a month or two more months for the spring, and then um, just anything about the transition. Right. Okay. So let's take a look at that. Like kind of, kind of what do we see happening over the next couple months, right? As you kind of gear up to maybe lay down roots somewhere for a while. Yeah. Okay. What does this look like? All right. So the first thing that comes up is Malachite. You know, I do crystal readings on this show. And it's interesting yeah. because, you know, that's a very, it's a very healing stone. Also heart chakra. Okay. Um, and, you know, if you ever look at a, a, a like kind of a cut, polished piece of Malachite and you see the pattern, you see the circles, you see it get like more concentrated and smaller as you get towards the center of the stone. Okay. Mm. And, I, and I think that that's, that's an interesting message. It's almost like you're circling around, you're circling around, you're circling around mm. and then there it is, you know? So it may be that over the next couple months, one thing, there may be a healing aspect. Now, healing doesn't always have to be physical healing, right? You know, it can also be, you know, just our emotions, our, our, our state of inner peace, <laughs> you know, all of those things. But it, I almost feel like during this time frame, it's not just that you're, you're house sitting and you're going from one place to another, but, but I feel like you really zone in on where you actually want to be. So don't feel that yes. you're going to be doing this, you know, for a couple more months and then it's like, oh, okay, now I got to decide where I want to live, you know. I, I think that's what we're doing. We're already like kind of zoning in on it. Whether that's a conscious process of like, oh, I'm, you know, researching this place or that place, there's something that clicks for you during this time. And you know, there may be healing in that too, you know. And also it's a good it's a good time for kind of contemplation, you know, of like what's really at the heart of what it is that I want as my home base, 
essentially. Yeah. You know, I don't think I don't think you're ever going to be the person that just wants to like just be a homebody in one little place and never go anywhere. You know. <laughs> yeah. I, but I but I think that you know it's good to have a solid home base that actually you enjoy being at when when it's time to return from your travels. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, I'm going you gotta, to go. You got to let us know what happens. <laughs> yeah, what, what's up? The um, Tucson, I didn't even plan it, but it, the a Tucson gem show and crystal show is happening right now. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I'm, yeah. I think tomorrow, yeah, the next couple of days. Yeah, so I will drive there for sure and soak all that in. Check it. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And talk to people, you know, talk to people about the stones that they have on display and really, like, soak that in. That's like the, that's the biggest show in the U.S. when it comes to crystals. So that's good energy. Good, good energy. So enjoy that, yeah. and thanks so much for calling and call back in a couple months. You know, <laughs> just a couple of shows from now, and and <laughs> I want to hear about what's happening, where you end up, what's going on, what it feels like. <laughs> okay. All right. Great. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, that was terrific, and da da da. Oh, I had another caller, but they they just dropped off. Okay, so yeah, you know, sometimes blog talk, sometimes a studio, sometimes who knows what it is, you know, circuitry, <laughs> fiber optics, satellites. I don't know. I don't know how this is happening, but sometimes, you know, it calls will get dropped from the studio and I'll notice that. And really, that's happened to me, actually, when I was just listening into, you know, another, you know, friend's show. Um, All you got to do is just call back in. Usually the connection's fine, but something kind of, you know, hiccup. So if that happens to you, then chances are you're probably not even hearing what I'm saying about it. (laughs) But yeah, future reference. (laughs) <laughs> just call right back in. But let's go ahead before we get into the love stones. Uh, let's go ahead and take another call and, and see what's going on and who's out there. Hi, Erica360, you're on the air. How you doing? Hi, how are what's you? your name and where are you calling from? Good. My name's Bo, and I'm calling from uh, Vancouver, Washington. Ooh, how cool is that? Vancouver. It's always sounded really cool. Uh-huh. I've never been there, but it sounds wonderful. <laughs> what do you want to talk about today? I was just wondering, maybe if you could do me a mini reading, maybe? Sure. Any Anything in particular you wanted me to look into? Yeah, maybe uh, which direction I should head into as far as uh, healing modalities, maybe. Mm, I love that question. Okay. Okay, let's take a look at it and see which direction you should be headed in when it comes to healing modalities. All right. 
And actually, I'm going to use my my crystal cards here with this one and just see. I'm trying to do like a 360 view of like where is the energy really going. Oh, okay. You know, there's a couple things here. One, I, I don't know what modalities of healing you're considering, but, but there's two things that come up here. One, it looks like it involves a bit of a learning curve because we have learning that comes up here with fluorite and Brazilianite talking about flexibility. So that might be something where you look at the healing modalities, you know, whether that's yoga, tai chi, you know, it could be some of those types of modalities too, that is going to increase the flexibility of people. Now that could be physical and that could also be mental and emotional, right? Because those types of flexibilities are really pretty important as well. So think about that in that way. If What am I going to do to help people who feel like they're limited, you know, that feel like they, they can't sort of adapt, you know, those kinds of uh-huh. ways of looking at flexibility as well. And also, have you looked at all into or you drawn to it all to sound healing? Uh, yes, I, I'm actually pretty interested in it, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, because spirit courts is probably like the strongest um, energy that's coming up here in the cards, you know, connected to music groups, that kind of thing, but it's a sound, a sound. So <laughs> I feel like that. And then last, you know, Opal comes up, you're talking about joy. you got to follow your joy. What modality is it that you just feel so good about doing you know, like you're in the zone. Um, I, I so those are uh, like intuitive, intuitive healing. Nice. And maybe nice. some Akashic Records. Akashic Records is great too, you know. So, so both of those things, there's no reason not to pursue them, and they may not be mutually exclusive. Because I look at it this way, you know, with Akashic Records work especially, it's like it could come up at any time that that is what a client needs, you know, or would benefit Uh the most from. And you might try to look at it this way as being sort of like, okay, you know, if I stick with the modalities that really give me the joy in doing them and that really spark my interest, right, then you're going to be equipped to really, you know, take a look at somebody who comes to you for healing or help and have all that in your toolbox, you know. Not everybody is going <laughs> to want or need a classic records work. And uh-huh. not everybody is going to, funny thing about intuitive healing, not everybody's accepting of it. And that's the biggest thing with healing is, like, there's got to be, a place for it to go. You know, there's got to be a receptor in the person, you know. Um, they got to mm-hmm. be open to it in some way. And if you're drawing to sound healing, I, I mean, really look into that because that can help create that receptive, 
frame of mind in your clients. Yeah. And sounds good. And crystals, crystals are always great to have around too, because, you know, even if people aren't into them, even if you don't get really into it or whatever, but yeah, go to the gym show. Um, but <laughs> you can, um, like I was talking about, um, but there's, they, they add to the energy. You know, if you're meeting people at an office or you're going and doing things in a group setting, you know, sometimes people, they they also have the capacity to help people become more receptive as well. So there you go. And, have you seen those cups? Have you seen those cups that uh, journey. they put, yeah, there's some cups that they put the crystals inside of the middle of it and then you, you know, kind of charges your water that you're drinking. Have you seen them? Yeah. You yeah, you know, you can do that with any cup or any any sort of vessel. And, you know, you want to do it, there's two, that's called making an elixir, okay? And you, uh-huh. can, you can get the cups that already have the crystal, like, in the bottom, right, of the uh-huh. cup, or sometimes uh-huh. they're decorating the outside. But you can also do that yourself by putting a, a crystal within a smaller cup and putting it in that. For crystals that are, you know, that might have toxic properties to them, you know, and there's a list, you know, there's a, always an updated list online you can find of crystals that are, that are toxic that you shouldn't make elixirs with. You don't want to drink, you don't want them to have contact with the water. And they don't need uh-huh. to have contact with the water either. But you can charge it within another cup or actually just put it next to it you know uh-huh. and a lot of people love that you know give they give you that extra thing and if you do it with rose rose quartz or clear quartz or whatever especially and you program the the crystal with the intention of what it is that that you want it to help you with Okay, so it's like I'm, you know, if I'm going to drink like a crystal water elixir because uh, I need to have more focus, for example, right? You know, Uh if I use a clear uh quartz, I can just program it with that intention. Like, you know, you're going to help me focus better. You know, you can just say that to it. Charge water with it. Even your food, you know. And also, Mm. you know, that, that also touches upon the concept of color therapy, you know, because a lot of times mm-hmm. what we're working with, with crystals, we're also working with the color of the stone. Like it's, you know, it's February, I'm calling it the month of love. And I'm, you know, talking about pink stones, red stones, those stones that are associated with it. But those, because of those colors, you can like do that with just color too, where you take like just a, you know, a swatch of color that you like. Maybe you just, you know, have something a certain color that you you really feel drawn to that day, and put that underneath your water glass for a few minutes and let that water absorb the the frequency, as they say, of of that color. Mm. So that I, okay. I I think add add all this to your toolbox and everybody's gonna want to go to you. I'm like, yeah, that's the chick to go to. <laughs> she's, she's got a lot at her disposal. So so think about those things and, and again, follow your joy. <laughs> Thanks so much for calling. 
Thank you. Bye-bye. I hope that helps. <laughs> Bye-bye. Alrighty then. Oh my gosh. That was a great call too. I love the idea of that. And you know, we've all done that at different times. Like what, what healing modality should I be working with? You know, and you know, it's hard to say. I think a lot of times, you know, multiple, you know, modalities could work really well together, like I, like I was just talking about. And then sometimes it's like we were just drawn to the one thing and it's so crystal clear to us, like this is what I should be doing, whether it's Reiki or, or whatever. But I love those kind of questions. So the month of love, the stones for love. You know, you know, we have some of the, you know, usual suspects. I, I feel like you can never go wrong with Rose Quartz. Rose Quartz has such a sort of gentle, calming energy. It's just beautiful and, you know, just a lovely stone that I, I feel kind of works for everybody. I've never heard anyone say they didn't like a Rose Quartz course now you know somebody will call in and say I don't like rose quartz <laughs> but rose quartz is is I feel like an easy go-to and look I I prefer to recommend crystals and stones that are um, accessible easily usually to most people and definitely online and also you know inexpensive enough that you can get a decent sized piece of it to, to to test it out, right? Why spend a fortune? Don't spend a fortune. Unless you really want to spend a fortune and you have a fortune, then, you know, go for it. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, Rose Quartz would be one that I would say is great across the board. And, you know, and, and most people are going to appreciate it. And And another thing that I've noticed in the last, years, maybe the last decade or so about Rose Quartz is that I'm finding it like everywhere, like in, in like even shops that, you know, aren't, they aren't metaphysical shops. They aren't, um, you know, crystal shops or anything more like boutiques, decorative or gift shops and stuff. I, I keep finding they're either, they're usually like carved in the shape of a heart, which that is a great Valentine's gift, by the way. Um, but really, you know, any stone that a person really feels drawn to or, you know, or, or gravitating towards, you know, sometimes the easiest thing to do if, you, if you're really looking to give, you know, somebody who's into crystals, a crystal gift, or, you know, even if they're not, and you just want to gift them a crystal, it's like, if you can, if you can go into a, a rock shop, you know, and, and kind of, you know, pick out something and just have that person when you're shopping for crystals, this is what I do. Okay. I have the, I, the, the sort of image in my head or the, thought in my head or the focus in my head on the person that I want to get a crystal for. And I just try to focus on that. I don't think about, you know, the metaphysical meanings of the stones. I don't think about, okay, you know, what's, 
what's trendy right now. <laughs> you know, I don't think about any of those things, but I really just try to keep my head like focused on the person. And it's great if you're somebody who, you know, you know, sees it is good with visuals, right? If you, if you have the image of that person in your, in your head, that, that can be helpful as well, but it's not necessary. And then with that, you just kind of scan around, scan around the store, just look around and just follow your feet, right? Follow your feet where they guide you. Let your feet be guided by your intuition, uh, your heart. You know, some, sometimes we don't know that it's our intuition that's guiding our actions, but we can feel ourselves just randomly, it seems, right? But it's really not that random, being drawn to a certain area of a, a store or a certain stone in the store, a certain display in the store. And just go with that and know that because you're working with the intention of giving a, a nice gift to your friend, your lover, your whoever, your partner, um, you're not going to make a mistake. You're not going to choose the wrong stone. There's a reason why you choose the stones that you do, you know. And that's really all I can ever really say about that. It's, there's, there's a reason why. You know, we can try to, you know, de- decipher that. Like, what is the reason? Is it the crystal devas, as some would say? Is it the universe, as others would say? Is it our own subconscious? Still, another crowd of people would say. Does it matter? I don't really think it matters. Is just be open the open to listening to that. You can call it your higher self. You can call it your, you know, connection to the collective consciousness. Whatever you want to call it, whatever the reason why really is, it doesn't it doesn't matter so much. Now, you know, there are tons of lists. Like you can go online and look at what is what are the best crystals for love, for relationships, that kind of thing. And you're going to see a lot of variety in the list because it's not one list, you know. I mean, the stones I'm talking about today, I, I guess I could call them my list. Maybe I should write a blog post about it, <laughs> you know, um, but I don't feel like it. Um, anyways, but some rose quartz is one of the stones that's like continually almost on everybody's list. Clear quartz as well. And clear quartz is kind of interesting because, again, you wouldn't necessarily think of like that as a stone connected with love, relationships, that kind of thing. I think it might be, in fact, probably the best stone in the sense that it's programmable, you know, because love isn't just love. You know, when we were talking about compassion and self-love and self-compassion, all of that, that's, that's, those are forms of love. What the Greeks had, what, nine different words <laughs> for love, and it was different kinds of love, you know, agape, eros, you know, there's, you know, we're, we're multifaceted individuals who have multifaceted relationships, don't we? And, so clear quartz is something that can kind of address any sort of situation, 
you know. Now, I'll say this, and it's a very strange thing to say, perhaps, and that is that I don't think that you should gift, a, you know, a program, a crystal that you programmed to someone else, okay? I think the fact that Clear Course is programmable, though, I think that is what you should mention when you when you gift it to somebody and you know if it if it's for a relationship like say we're trying to heal something within a interpersonal relationship say it's a romance right and for some you know reason unknown to you your romantic partner is maybe not being very romantic or maybe they're being ah what feels like inconsiderate, right? That comes up a lot. And, you know, sometimes a, a crystal can be kind of a, a way to kind of start conversations that are maybe more difficult to start within the context of a relationship that's having difficulties, right? So just letting the person know, like, here, you know, I'm giving this to you out of love, and because I care, and it's programmable, and I want things to improve between us, and if you do too, maybe you could program the crystal to be helpful in that way. You can always, like, kind of put that in. I think it's better than programming a crystal to try to make a person act differently, okay? I just want to say that. Because that's more like, you know, it's too much control. It's not your lookout. They're going to act the way that they act and how they act, you know, are things you should listen to. What was it Maya Angelou said when somebody shows you who they are, <laughs> you know, pay attention, right? Uh, it's probably not exactly how Maya Angelou put it. But, okay, so, you know, the clear course I feel like can, can be useful for relationships that, that we wish were improving, especially because they are programmable. And I think rather than programming it to try to get it to affect another person a certain way, um, you should talk about the relationship with them and give them a crystal and hopefully they'll program it for the things that they feel uh, are out of sync in the relationship. And then from there, you know, garnet is another stone um, that I would recommend. I love garnet. I don't know how many people love garnet, but I love garnet. And garnet is just beautiful. You know, there's a lot of variation when it comes to garnets, but that red color, that fiery passion, right? And, and you know, you, know, you could say the same about rubies. Rubies are a little bit different to me. And they're, they're the higher end, I don't know. I mean, if you're doing something really, really wild, you know, or you're super rich, yeah, you know, drown your loved one in rubies. Who wouldn't love that? <laughs> but for, for most people, like really decent rubies are a little bit out of reach, right? Garnet to me isn't even like a substitute for ruby. I think a lot of people confuse the two, oddly enough. Um, it's because of the red color. Um, but garnet on its own is just a wonderful stone that can really 
help us when it comes to desire and passion. And I feel like it's a great token of that. It's a way to, you know, sometimes people have difficulty expressing how they feel about someone, how much they love them. There's a men and women both, because I know men get a bad rap about it. And, and there's a lot of men that kind of fit that stereotype of not being able to express their feelings and being the strong, silent type. But there's a lot of women that do the same. So, you know, a garnet is a great, like, to me, it's like a great fire starter, right? Because that deep red color and, you know, it's connection to the root chakra. And, you know, it's just a, it's a stone of passion and desire. Um, I think it's emblematic of that. Times you just want to give somebody something that you think is just a beautiful stone. It may not be red, it may not be pink, it may not be any of these colors, and, and that's okay, too. You know, surprisingly, um, you know, obsidian is something that comes up, right? Because obsidian has, like, a, a sort of protect protective quality, um, you know, when it comes to negativity. So it's like if you're hoping for, like, a great Valentine's night with your sweetheart, then, you know, maybe like a little gift of obsidian, you know, because it's so fascinating, you know, it's volcanic glass, it's gorgeous, you know, anywhere else but from Hawaii, because we don't want to upset Pele, the goddess, uh, by taking her obsidian. <laughs> but, you know, but, but obsidian's plentiful from so many places. And it's also that idea of like, I don't, I want us to have a great night. You know, I don't want, you know, there to be any negativity. Um, obsidian might be something to consider as well. And the other thing that's funny about obsidian is it has a reputation for helping to block off wanted suitors. So maybe you're someone who spends this balance, maybe you're single. Maybe you want to be single. Maybe you celebrate Valentine's Day or don't celebrate it on, in your own way. And you really don't want to be bothered by anyone. Like, that's your way of self-love is, like, I'm going to have a great night doing the things I like by myself. Give yourself a gift of obsidian to keep away the people that are, may want to uh, have you as their Valentine. <laughs> Because sometimes we're looking for love and other times we're really not. <laughs> and that's okay, too. And then a, a couple other stones that I that I want to mention here um, that are more along the classic lines of, of stones we equate with romance are rhodochrosite and rhodonite. Rhodochrosite, they're both really gorgeous. They're both kind of they have pink in them. Rhodonite, maybe not as popular as rhodochrosite because rhodochrosite has that beautiful, like, kind of white and pink, and it just just feels so soft and lovely. Rhodonite is, like, usually it's gorgeous, but it has, like, sort of, uh, you know, black lines running through it, so it's more like a pink and black stone. Um, but it's really great for encouraging love and compassion. And healing matters of the heart. Because a lot of times 
we I just want to say this when we're when we're thinking about crystals and relationships and love and all of that it's really hard to find somebody who doesn't have any baggage at all that they didn't have a wounding of their heart and whether that was from prior relationships whether that is something that you know you know, still it's very present with them or it's very, very long ago, maybe childhood, that kind of thing. A lot of people, it's got to be at least 50% of relationships involve at least one person with a wounded heart. And I don't mean like, you know, the the physical heart. I mean, the the energy of the heart, you know, their, their ability, because sometimes their ability to commit sometimes their ability to express their emotions, sometimes their ability to let you in. All of those really, really common things that I hear almost on a daily basis doing tarot readings for people. I am convinced that at least 50% of us are involved with people that have a wounded heart or we have it ourselves. And so any of the stones that you feel are going to address that wound. And we talked about malachite earlier, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful healing stone and it's a green stone. And when you think of the heart chakra, we've got the colors pink and green and green is a little more associated with healing than pink is. Uh, it's just the way that it is. Malachite um, is, is really you know, this idea, like I was, like I was describing it, these like circles, when you look at a beautifully cut and polished piece of malachite, and you see the patterns, those, those circles uh, that form in the green color, and you can think of that as vibration, vibrations of healing, vibrations of love to help you feel you know, safe, secure, opening up your heart to all types of love, you know, encouraging self-love, unconditional love, all of those things, enhancing confidence as well as compassion. You know, you think about confidence and relationships, we don't really necessarily put those two together all the time. But again, I can tell you, I, I talk to so many people and, and see that, what's what's going wrong and the relationship is really related to one per one person or sometimes both people's sense of self-esteem which isn't exactly the same it's not exactly the same as confidence but confidence is definitely an ingredient of it and malachite can help with that even green aventurine is a wonderful stone for love and relationships. You know, people consider it like one of the luckiest crystals out there. And that also includes luck and love and being a green crystal is associated with the, with the heart chakra. And I really look at green aventurine as one where if you're in a relationship and you're, you're at the point where you're really looking for growth, you want you want to grow old together. You want to grow together. You want to grow up together. Um, if it's you know you're younger and you're like I hope we're always together and we just grow closer and closer and closer. Yeah, green aventurine would be the stone that comes to mind. 
for that. <laughs> for me, at least. Um, and then again, one other stone that I that I wanted to mention, you know, is carnelian. And carnelian is a very common stone. You know, carnelian is associated with having a healthy sex life because it is a sacral chakra stone. It's an orange stone, you know. Um, also, you know, it's a, it's a type of chalcedony. It's great for supporting relationships, promoting happiness, joy, creativity, all those great things that you want in your love life anyways, right? But because it's, you know, so associated with the, with the sacral chakra, this is really speaking to the sexual aspect of the relationship and also the creative aspect, you know, because our sacral chakra is also associated with our creativity and our ability to create and also, you know, that having the the energy and the excitement all the while, while we feel, using carnelian, while we feel secure. Because I think a lot of times what, what, what's happening is that we're, we're not associating our sexuality, our relationship with the concept of how secure we feel. We talk about insecurities a lot. We talk, you know, everybody's got insecurities about everything. We can talk about that till the cows come home, right? But we don't talk about our inner sense of security, our inner sense. Of, and it's really about being grounded. It's like feeling secure enough and grounded enough that you can freely open yourself up to someone and that you can freely express your feelings, your thoughts, your desires, all of that. So just, yeah, carnelian, you know, really accessible, readily available, great stone, and one that I, that I really do recommend. All right. Well, we have time at least, I think, for one more call. <laughs> so let's see. Oh, another call dropped. Okay. Wow. I don't know why, but yeah, calls are coming on and the dropping off. Okay. But here's one that hasn't dropped off. <laughs> this is area code 512. Caller, are you there? Oh, hi. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary Brown. Um, hi. I'm a big fan of yours. And I'm glad you're doing your crystal show. Uh, oh. I talked to you before. Oh. Oh, thank you. Remember? Thank you. What's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, yes, Melissa, Colorado. And like your oh, professional perfect. answer, please. Thank you, man. Yeah. Well, question, what do you want me to – yeah, what would you like yeah. me to look at? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'd like to fight these talk – you're talking about the crystal and I look into one of them you mentioned earlier. Um, I only have four, but it's nice that you have a lot. Um, my question to you is, I'm trying to get a time frame, and like a time frame, mm. like a month, if, if you're about to see like a month, because I, I have a, I have a, For you know, a, a friend, friend, I'm in the East, West Coast, East, West Coast, and trying to see mm-hmm. when would it be coming to my area, I'm trying, I'm trying to get a month, like what would be a good month for them to 
actually make it to what I'm going to be doing oh. to Mel friend. Oh, perfect. Right. So when's a good time for them to show up? Like what month, basically? Yeah. Like if you see if you see it happening, yeah, around there. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so you you have a time frame in mind, and you want to know if it's going to happen then. Yeah, it's going to be possible for them to to come. Okay. Whatever you do, the professional. Let's around that mark. Yeah. So your mark. I, I'm just not sure when your mark is, or you just have the time frame in mind, right? So. Um, I have a time. Are we talking like April? This year, but uh, okay. May, April, June, or or in the fall, okay. between there. Okay, so let's take a look at this. And I'm just going to do like spring or fall first, and then we'll narrow it down. Okay. Um, oh, wow. We look at springtime. We look at fall. Look at springtime. Well, springtime looks a little bit difficult. The fall looks really much better. And let's see what else. Yeah, I'm getting like time conflict or something in the spring. Um, But when I look at the fall, sunstone comes up here. Cacodine nights, talking about new beginnings and empowerment. All the energy is going to the fall. So, so let's take a look at the fall. So what what is what are the fall months? Right, there's September, October, November. Right, that's pretty much fall mm-hmm. time frame. And let me look at each one of those months and see what seems like the more ideal time frame out of that. So uh, looking at September, October, November, September. Mm, oh, November. October, November. You know, um, October looks really good. Actually, in, any of the months during the fall look look okay, but there's something about um, October being the best time frame, um, and because it, it's like. A, there's going to be the opportunity to actually kind of, you know, have a stress-free kind of visit with them. I don't know, what, you know, what else is going to be going on, you know, in those other time frames. But I feel like October, like, is where it kind of works for both of you the best, and we have time to actually enjoy our time together. Okay, uh, did you get anything for May, just in case? Let's take a look at May. Okay, what does May look like? Oh, wow. Okay, so looking at May, uh, you know, wow. I'm going to say it's possible. But, you know, I get, I get this sort of like, uh, you know, Cooperite comes up and is talking about this idea of like rites of passage and, and needing to like work out like conflicts, 
when it comes to what directions we're going. So that could be like, you know, either either you or your friend in May is being pulled in different directions, and it's like, ah, oh, this is a hard time to do it. It's possible. I mean, if it has to happen, then, yeah, but I feel like it's not the best time frame. Maybe you're really good because you meant you, when you were talking to me, there was another question that arise. You just nailed it. I believe he's, he's going to be going through some legal documents around that beginning, around uh, that time. Is it correct? Is it correct? Like he's yeah. going to start April, May, or maybe March. What, did, you, did you get something like that? Yes. Yes. Like there's just all this stuff. Um you know, nothing said legal, you know, specifically, but it's just like all the stuff that has to be done and, you know, feeling like, you know, pressure, okay, um, and mm-hmm. stress. So, yeah, that that does look like that's, you know, connected to that time frame. Um, so that, you know, that makes it hard, you know, because it's like, you know how, like, you want to spend time with somebody, but they're like got all the stuff on their mind that they that they can't really be fully present. I feel like that would be the problem in May because of all that stuff. Wow. So, um, just something well, to think about. Quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I ask you something real fast, please? Thank you. Um, sure. Did you see something like? Did you see something like legal or? Um... Something with separation, either or, because you you nailed it. I mean, that's that's where I know the time's gonna begin. I didn't even tell you, ma'am. You're very good. Uh, <laughs> thank oh, you. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's the crystals. Um, but do we see like a separation or something like that happening, right? Yeah, wow. we're, we're, not not with me, but where he with a person is right with your friend. Yeah. Yeah. It's like having things. How do I explain this? You know, a separation is a good way to to put it. The image I'm getting is like taking a taking like a a cart full of something and just like knocking it over. You know, so sort of like it all comes out. You know, at that time. And Ooh. so that can be like saying like, okay, here's this relationship, this marriage or whatever that we built up. And it's like it reaches a point where it's like, you know, either he or both of them don't have the capacity for it anymore. So that can be wow. separation, but it really says something about the relationship reaching that moment where you know the the limit's been reached now what they do after that you know if it's an actual divorce and separation whatever i'm i'm not seeing that aspect of it but i'm seeing like that's that 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 is the relationship that's like reaching that that moment where it's like i'm you know okay one of them says i can't do it i can't do this you know, do you look? Remember, is it is it the male or is it the male or the female? And when you were saying that, that's the that's the starting phase, mm-hmm. and then later on in the month it leads to the big like 
Boom. It's separated. Yeah. Can you just please can you just answer yeah. me? Yeah. Is it him or her? Him or her, right? Is it the, is the male uh, or yeah. the female that, that reaches that point first? <laughs> I kind of got the feeling it's a bit I think, both I of think them. Um, you know, I think it's the male. Right? I think for him, yeah, he's crystal clear on it. You know? Oh. For her, it's more like it's more like the way she's feeling, you know, and it just kind of like it's a it's a sort of build up. But you know, sometimes, and I, I don't know what it is the reason I'm coming up, but it's it's like I don't know what kind of like uh, you know background she has or anything, but I I do feel like she's she's been staying in this relationship like and knowing on some level that it's you know not working anymore but being afraid to let go I feel like that's where she's at and I feel like that's one of the factors that makes him be the one that says okay I'm clear on this you know Mm. because she's not going to be the one that does that She's going to hold on to it while it's dead in the water because of just her, just her emotions. She's going to be fine, you know, after the breakup, but yeah, she's, she's not going to be the one to say enough is what I'm getting on this. You know, that could change or whatever, but I think for him, he's, he's crystal clear in his head already. And it's just a matter of, you know, that moment where it's like, okay, this is it. So, you know, be there with your friend, you know, be there for him as he goes through that. Because regardless of how people feel or say they feel, it's always, you know, it's it's always a, there's a bit of pain or there's some sort of nostalgia or there's a sense of sadness or, you know, it's an emotional um, event, you know. And even when a relationship, you know, is bad and you think the person's making you miserable and all of that stuff, even leaving those kind of relationships, you know, we still need to grieve it. We still need to heal from it. You know, yeah, so just something for you to keep in mind is their friend. Uh, thank you. And thank, thanks so much for calling and you have a great week and you take care up in Colorado. Thanks. Thank you so much for calling. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Thank you for your show. Thank you. Oh, uh, thank, thank you. you. Bye bye. Take care, so man. You too. Thanks. All right. Well, that, my friends, is the end of the show. We're actually we went three minutes over. Oh my, <laughs> that's okay. Thank you so much everybody for listening today and to all the wonderful people that called in and to those that I didn't get to on the phone lines, uh, make sure go to psychictalk.net forward slash upcoming and call in to some of our other shows. We've got some great shows coming up um, this week. Uh, I'll be back on Saturday with my co-host Dex. Carlisle on the Tarot Today radio show 
But I always have my crystals with me no matter what show I'm doing. So if I didn't get to you and you have a crystal question or you want a crystal reading, feel free to call in Saturday. Again, same bat time, same bat channel, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Pacific, and, you know, other times in other places. (laughs) Have a great week, everybody. Express your love this month of love and give your love a crystal. Bye-bye, everyone. So long.